0: Previously on Champions of the Earth.
1: Yeah, so uh, I have his book and I broke into his locker last night and- So uh, what now? I broke into his locker. Nice. Oh. <laughs> well, there were hiking boots and I found a map and there were trails to all the places that I like to frequent, including Bumblebee Ridge. Uh, and there was, um,
2: he definitely circled a, a, a ranger station. I'm gonna go find Esmond Chong.
3: Oh, he jumps?
2: Oh, um, oh, uh, um. If you come near Olive again, I will break both of your arms. And then she just keeps walking.
3: Let me tell you of the world I know. Where do you think your power comes from?
1: Didn't you just say you gave them to us?
0: <sighs> no, but,
4: cause we had to get the power. He didn't have any power. It's like, the Leylands. We- The what? The ley lines of the earth, the energies, that um, the reason why I cannot hurt Mel.
3: You cannot see them with your traditional eyes, but see them with mine. See them through your energy. And it all shifts as if you're looking at it through your own visors. And you can see parked behind the moon,
4: an armada.
3: And the crowd is kind of confused, and you start to lose height, and then oh, you
4: are. Uh, uh, strength check for 22.
3: Oh shit. Oh, shit. And you into fall right Nico's, into Nico's arms.
1: Oh. I catch you. She throws her arms around you, and just whispers in your ear, I have a present for you. Holy shit. <laughs>
4: Fucking cool. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I drop her, and I'm like, you all right? Yeah. Yeah? That was super metal.
2: Homecoming's awesome! Martha's stomach hurts. Mel is glaring daggers at everyone. As you turn
3: around, the people dancing right next to you, it's Esmond Chong. Mel, you know his date. Oh shit. Oh shit. It's your sister,
2: Ames. (gasps) Hey, hey, good to see you again. Esmond, you have five seconds to walk away from my sister. Five
3: figures. Each one is at least six feet tall, long and willowy, thin body, wearing white, white armor. They have Esmond. And one by one by one, thinking. taking Esmond Chong. Yeah. A blip of energy.
5: I got them. And then she's. no.
4: Uh, Huxley's fucking pissed at this point. I turn to Mel. You in?
0: Huxley doesn't care. Huxley's gone.
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm literally like Huxley about to start running, I'm like about Mel. They're going. We're following. You in? Yes. And I start running, uh, and I call the. I uh, call the kraken.
3: And as the kraken is summoned, you mount up with, with Bluebell.
2: I, I, yes.
3: Towards Bumblebee Ridge. Of the earth. The effects of homecoming have rocked the small and sleepy town of Beach Bay. Not only are police, fire, local hospitals all responding to the crisis of the destruction of the school's auditorium, but the mass hysteria, the reports of a giant robotic elephant, a gleaming kind of butterfly creature, a giant moth in the sky, surreal things that are impossible to explain, and yet are exactly how the people of the town explain it. The adults, with the exception of what few were actually at the school during homecoming, don't particularly believe it at all. The parents of the town are furious, they're panicked, they're terrified of what might happen to their children at this safe place that they considered school to be. School itself has been canceled. Uh, for at least the foreseeable future, as they do repairs and they try and pull this all together. The time will be made up uh, during uh, the summer session. Don't worry, the school days are not being missed. The superintendent assures the community, uh, but for the students of Beach Bay, that is the future's problem. All you guys know is that school is out of session. (laughs) Unfortunately, there hasn't been much by way of celebration because as we mentioned, parents are quite terrified. They're scared for you, they're, they're precious children. Even those of you with parents who are perhaps a little less hands-on find your parentile units quite interested in your personal business. None of you have had much of a free time uh, over the weekend. Uh, none of you have been able to get out much at all, in fact. Um, and the weekend has kind of burned by, and now your parents, unfortunately, well, they have to go to work. It's Monday. But almost every one of you has been sworn to stay in, stay out of trouble, and just be smart. Because it's strange out there, and dangerous. And Lord knows, your parents love you, and do not want you to get hurt. It's Monday. Welcome to the rest of your lives.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna say Mel has been texting Nico all weekend after the dance. Mm -hmm. Whether he's answered or not, I don't know. Nico's
4: answered. Uh, Texting
2: what? I think she's mostly just been like lamenting the situation of being shut up and not being able to go out and like, you know, go to a party or like go to a band or something like, you know, just lamenting loss of freedom that she felt Nico would also agree was bullshit.
4: He'll hit you back with things like that sucks or it's like S-U-X or like, so, but he, he's not trying to be non-empathetic. He just doesn't really know how to text.
2: And like, I don't, Mel's not taking it personally. She thinks she's a little still a little bit too afraid to like actually call him on the phone and have a conversation. So that's what it is. Not direct. She text Nico and is like, I had a really weird dream last night,
4: set. In Nico's uh, garage, he's sitting there, um, but the drum set has been, um, everything's sort of been like rigged up and there are comic books on most of his drum kit. Only the, comic like, he doesn't have many comics. And here he's pulled up every example of like dimensional invasion stories and like things like that. And he's just sort of been studying Superhero shit, because he's like he doesn't really think science textbooks are gonna help him here, and he doesn't think you know. So mm-hmm. he, he's just been so when the text comes to him, he's literally like like looking over comic books and like reading stuff.
3: Like reading some classic, like MojoVerse stuff. And sure. Some, like, yep. like There's some cable yeah. in there. Uh, there's
4: definitely some cable stories. There's definitely. Uh, I think Invisibles might be in there. Like, because we're in 2000. got his hands on some Grant Morrison. So, like, mm-hmm. he-
2: shut up, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
4: Remember. Um. So we're. So yeah. So that text comes in. Um. And he stops and is like, "So he texts back. I had a weird dream too. You were in it. Send. Oh."
2: Mel just kind of, like, sits up straight even though no one's there and, like, kind of flips their hair back and it's just, like, pretty happy about it, not gonna
4: lie New text, we kicked the shit out of an angel There was blood everywhere (laughs) LOL Uh, And then there's just, like, a long
2: pause and, like, you get no answer and then eventually you just get That was my dream.
4: Nico looks at the phone. And it rings. He looks at it, and he looks down over er, at the comics, and he sees there's an issue open from like Mike Carey's Lucifer run. He picks up the phone. Uh, (laughs) What the hell do you mean that was your dream?
2: Uh, That was my dream, I mean, Listen, I'm not going to lie, when you said I was in your dream, I was hoping it was a different kind of dream, but, uh, yeah, there was, like, some fucking angel dude, and, like, I stabbed him in the eye, and it was, like, a whole thing, yeah, no, and all I rem- of that thrown through a window,
4: No, and- I remember.
2: What the shit are you talking about?
4: <laughs> I don't know, but I have a feeling we're going to need to talk to the others. Oh, son of a bitch.
2: Do we have to? Like, it was probably just us, a weird. I don't know, we were some weird...
4: If you and I were both in it, the other three must have as well, right?
2: Here's the thing, we could do that. Or, it's Monday, there's no school. We could do anything else.
4: Uh, you know what, I, uh, like I... Like, I really... anything else. Ah, uh, then... I mean, could you come over? Cause I can't, I told my I told my dad I wouldn't leave and I'm trying to break promises to him anymore. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Is that all right? That's easy. She's never been to my place, right? No. So like fair warning, it's um like not like it's not like a really I live in a I live in a tra- I I live in a trailer park. Okay. Um so like just be aware when you come by. It's not like a fancy house or anything.
2: Who has a fancy house, other than Huxley? Just tell me which one it is.
4: Right on, I'll text you the address.
2: All right, sounds good. Okay, bye. Bye, Mel. And
3: as you're getting ready to leave, my kind of Ames looks at you. She sees you kind of packing up. Leaving, I guess? Mom said you should stay.
2: She said should stay, Ames, not have to stay.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she said, stay, Mel, I know you want to leave, but it would matter a lot to me if you stayed.
2: Okay, it does not matter to me how much it matters to her. Also, Ames, no one is forcing you to stay either, except you. Although, honestly, considering your decision-making skills of late, I would recommend that you stay home. Okay, thanks,
3: I'll keep it in mind.
2: Cool, cool. Later, bye. She huffs upstairs. Mel could give a shit <laughs> and just leaves out the front door and and goes to the dress that Diego gave her. <clears> okay <throat>
0: Yeah. Hoxley's been up since dawn or earlier. Basically, like didn't sleep well. And uh, so Huxley has gone down to um, the rec room and has been tearing it apart has folded up the ping pong table, shoved it against the corner, has dragged a computer or two like from his dad's office and like a couple of extra monitors and, you know, logged back into the exception agency and has left another message.
3: What message has Huxley left?
0: Do UFOs ever kidnap prom dates? That one was less helpful. <laughs> I don't know. Huh? Uh, so Huxley does all that and then basically paces, like, back and forth for a long time, like, you know, like flipping a coin, basically, like, over and over and over and over and over again and finally, like, how he picks up the phone and calls Martha.
5: So Martha, this weekend, uh... Oh God, she went full crazy murder board, like racked with a like consummate guilt. She was having nightmares before she had a nightmare. Um, she is entirely convinced Asman Chong is her fault, not for just forgetting him in time, but for not realizing he was the more important key and leaving it in Mel's capable hands to sort it out. And so she is, she's researching all sorts of stuff. She's like, a desperation research that she's kind of torn through. She'll see the phone call and she's like,
0: (laughs) and she'll answer. She's
5: like, hey, what? Hi, are you okay? Is everything okay? What's up?
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Um, I know we, I know we had that fight and I am sorry for like how we left it. Maybe. Are you all right?
5: Look, I know you said I shouldn't have run off And called the butterfly that Without thinking and I'm sorry you're right Okay you're right I just
0: No 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 I mean you're right too I, I was calling to say that I was calling to say that you're right too And uh like, I did, Look I didn't sleep well last night And I am, I'm super worried I don't know maybe you were right Like we, sh- we should be trying harder Like to find him before something bad happens I just I felt really guilty but I just wanted to make sure that, you know, when we when we did it, like, we were safe. You were safe.
5: No. Oh, I mean, look, Icosagon laid it out pretty clear. Not all of us leave this, you know, happy and retired. But I see your point, you know, safety's paramount. Anyways, I'm sorry, like, I got no sleep.
0: I don't think I, I need a
5: could... smoothie again for the rest of my life. Ugh. What? Oh my dream is- it honestly doesn't matter. Anyway, um, right.
0: What kind of smoothie? What? What kind of smoothie?
5: In my dream? Yeah. I don't know, it was one of those stupid mango smoothie ones. Like, it doesn't matter, anyways.
0: They don't, like, put bugs in it, right? What? Like I said, I mean, like, some of these places- Did you
5: have a dream about bugs? About smoothies with bugs?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I did. And Esmond? I I should probably yeah.
5: And and the alien thing.
0: Well, I'm not sure it was an alien. But wait.
5: Oh I'm not calling all (laughs) of three way
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So if you were to push it on a scene of Olive's Room right now, it would look like she attempted to do a case wall. Um, she has Esmond's uh, sketchbook that she still has and the ripped out pages of her that were crumpled and ripped and stuff, reassembled and reattached. Um, has not slept for two days because of course this is definitely her fault she definitely wished harm on Esmond Chong and now his head's gonna get cut off and it's her fault and she she and and she has to do whatever she needs to she's definitely performed a few um, seances to try and contact Edmund Chong if he has passed over um, so when the phone buzzes behind her it's like <gasps> Like a, you know, when you've been awake for so long and you're just shaking and jittery and you're just like, okay, okay. And and, and she kind of goes over and picks up the phone and, and is just, uh, hey.
5: Olive, it's Martha. And, and Hux is on the line too. Yeah, so.
4: oh,
5: hi. Hi. Uh, hey. It's good to hear you guys. It's going to sound super weird, what? but did you have a dream last night about Esmond and all of us with an angel in it? Wait, what? Yeah, Huxley and I had the same dream.
0: You're probably the expert on this, also, so... Have
5: we
1: been dreamwalking? I don't know. Hang on. <laughs> Put on my shelf on a book. <laughs> Grab a couple books on, like, dreams and what they mean and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, flipping through pages of what it means if people dream the same dream. Um, certainly. Go ahead and roll a t- Um, I would say work. wisdom. OK to see if I remember, remember
3: what page. Yeah, you're working what through book? the, you're looking at the the the, the tables of contents, you're functioning
1: through. 20, Dirty 20.
3: Okay, what you find pretty specifically is obviously there's a lot of kind of like shamanistic, there's a lot of kind of ancient texts on how to Well we definitely um,
1: didn't drink this together so it probably didn't happen from
3: that. Right, exactly. Um, What you do find is there are certain, um, there are certain kind of like, not cults, but communities that can do shared astral dreaming. Did we make a cult and don't know about it? I mean...
4: Uh, we, so, we have, we, that might have been Nico. We point. have
0: uh, we have we have gone to talk to a large floating crystal.
1: Well, that explains it. In the woods. We're just a cult, and now we have dreams together. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, all I remember. I mean, I remember stabbing through an eye and and Esmond's eyes. Okay, listen, I suspect uh,
5: the other two members of our cult. Probably had the same dream as well.
1: Huh? What? Nico and Mel. Oh yeah. Did anyone call
3: them yet?
0: Nah. No, uh, I can only I can only do a three-way.
3: Good point. And meanwhile, across town, an interesting thing happens as you're riding to Nico's house on your bicycle. Um, you're kind of your head is a little bit lost as you're thinking about not only kind of what has happened but also what might happen and you're kind of distracted and you realize as your hair is really whipping past you fast but like you you are going you are going way too fast you are on this bike moving a good like speed of a I mean a car your feet are just blurs
2: as you're racing 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 I mean honestly I think like freaks out when you realize what happens and like slams on the brakes which is not a good idea but uh, roll me a Dexterity check. Nine. And you go
3: flipping over your handlebars, hitting the ground with a roll. You're gonna take a point of damage. You're gonna bust your elbow up, not broken, but definitely scraped a shit ton of
4: skin off the edge. Is that within view of my house? Yes. Awesome. Ah, shit! Mel! Mel, are you you all right? Uh, yeah, do you have like a Band-Aid or something? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 we got gauze in the house. Um, Here, uh, hold on a second. And I literally just like rip uh, like the sleeve off my <laughs> T-shirt. Um, it's already kind of ripped up anyway. It's like a black, like, Motorhead shirt. And I like, you know, run it around and tie it off.
3: He's close and to you, you're hot and flushed, and you do see his arms is very strong from oosh. all that drumming. Uh, Thanks,
2: uh, and hi.
4: Hi, what? <laughs>
2: Did you, Did you mean to go that fast? I didn't know it was humanly possible to go that fast.
4: Did you, um...
2: Did you see, see that? Yeah, that... I saw
4: it. You were moving like a car. Like the kind of speed that we can do when we have the suits.
2: So that's that's not normal. Um.
4: <sighs> Maybe it's such a dream.
2: I just I literally ate shit, man. That's really embarrassing. Well,
4: now come eat some dolma. And I, I walk her back towards the end. So... I lead her into the house through the garage. Mm-hmm. So I like bring up the garage. The garage is a, literally like there's nothing in here but like some tool stuff from my dad and a drum kit and like a bunch of like amps and stuff.
2: You reading comics all weekend?
4: Oh, uh, yeah, those, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, um, I have some like, kind of like n- nerdy friends and I, I borrowed them. Yeah, oh, that's I good. Oh, I mean,
2: my sister reads those. It's- Yeah? Yeah, I mean, some, I don't know, comics, I don't know what kind, I don't...
4: Yeah, I don't know, they're... uh, I just have a couple. But I thought maybe they could tell us something about what we're going through, right? Because, like, I don't really... I barely know to be, like, our age. I don't know how to be a superhero. But I think we're gonna have to do it.
2: Yeah, I was honestly kind of hoping that we could spend a day not having to do anything involving that word.
4: Yeah, Yeah, you know what? You're right. Hold on, and I pick up the comics, I put them in a stack. I put them in the corner, Uh, and I like, I say, you wanna play something? And did you wanna play drums? Or like? Yeah. Yeah?
2: I enjoy making lots of noise. Cool. Sit down.
3: And as you sit down, and he kind of positions himself behind you, you know, it's a little bit kind of a ghost situation. <laughs>
1: That's what I was waiting for. That's what my jaw just dropped. It from. is
4: one thousand percent a ghost situation. Oh, and you bet she like leans back more than she needs to. Oh, Nico. Yeah.
3: Oh. Who calls him? Martha. I have,
1: my guess. I have no way of. I don't know how to make a multiple person couple.
5: <sighs> so one of us should um call one of them. <gasps> hey, uh, why don't you call Mel? I'll
0: call Nico and then she hangs. Thanks, Fine, Mel. I will I will I will I will call Mel. Click,
5: click. Uh, ring. Ring, 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 Drum lesson. Ring, 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 Martha. <laughs> ring, 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 ring.
2: Enough and she like, when you're still, that's still not enough, she like full on turns around and like kisses you on the mouth and is like, how about now?
4: Uh, he presses the red button on the phone. And ring,
5: ring, ring, ring. Unless you turn that phone off, it's gonna oh. keep ringing.
4: Cool, so as we start to make out in the drum seat, we let the phones ring.
1: Olive is just packing everything. And she's uh, just kind of going through the dream in her head and remembering all of the pieces of it now and trying to make sense of it and analyze like, okay, well, what is a flower shop on a dream mean? Like, what kind of things like that? Like, what does that mean? Um, and then she remembers flying through the window of the flower shop and Nico coming to help her and using, like, instead of fighting, helping her. And she is just, she just sort of sighs and then just says, Ugh. Nico, you're really
3: great. While Nico and Mel are just intensely all hands and tongues, Nico, there's a strange—I mean, there's a tingling. Oh! Because this is a pretty fantastic experience, but there's a very specific kind of like weird twitchiness um, in your in your head, like in the back of your head. Uh, I guess, yeah, my mind wanders to it. You hear Olive's voice really great. in your head as if she's literally whispering into your ear. Whoa,
4: uh, and I, Miko, jumps back, sort of lands against the uh, like back wall of the uh, thing, kind of stumbles back, stumbles forward, one of the symbols falls over, he kind of backs off for a second. Um, uh, whoa, whoa, Mel, whoa. Uh, did you hear that?
2: I have no idea what you're talking about. I was a little busy.
4: Sorry. Yeah, sorry. That was weird. I don't know. I don't know what that, but Nico totally knows who that was. But he's like, not. What? It, what? What happened? What, nothing. Um, I don't know. I, just, I mean, that's um, clearly not nothing. What? Uh, I think something. I think something's going wrong with us. Not like us. Us. Clearly, like something is going really right. Um, with us. No. The. Uh, the suits. You're running really fast. I'm hearing we're shit in my head. We both had the same dream. And uh, what, I've got like and then I look head. down at my phone just because I'm gonna make a point about like look how many missed calls we have. Mm. And I look and I see that I have like a lot of missed calls. What are you
2: what are you hearing in your head?
4: Uh they're calling us. Mel, check your phone. And you listen to the messages.
5: Uh Nico, this is this is Martha just calling you. Um apparently we've all had this like crazy dream together and we're trying to kinda of get a group plan to go with her. So if you could um if you could call me back, that'd be great. Mm i know you're not picking up but um it's really important and i i we we need to be doing this like we need to get on this asap Uh, that dream was scary please 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 call
0: huxley sends one more text that just says hey uh let me know if you have time for a blood smoothie
5: are you with mel because like you two need to get over here right
2: now
4: they had the dream too
2: well we kind of figured that didn't we
4: i don't know i was kind of hoping it was just like a you me thing like a like oh we're into each doesn't other now. Doesn't seem so, like, like we get anything to, like,
2: these days can be just a you-me uh, thing.
4: Because Huxley
0: knows that Nico doesn't have a car. Um, Huxley has decided he's going to get people. Um, so Huxley's getting Aww. a car and says oh, we're like, we're not going anywhere. Uh, They're coming to us. Yeah, I know where I know where I know where I know where Nico lives. So coming to get you first. I don't know that Mel's with you, but yeah, okay. So then Huxley goes to yeah,
4: probably, probably. Martha, Martha Olive Nico. Okay, so I assume you're telling me this. Yeah, yeah, I, I look dumb. Uh, looks like he's picking us up.
2: Cool, then we've got some time.
4: Yeah, all right. Um, I mean, you want to like drum lesson or you want to like drum lesson? No, I didn't. I, I didn't mean talk. And they. Do Keep making out. <laughs> talk.
3: Uh, Huxley's car pulls up in front of Martha's house. Uh, your mom is gone. She's. Modeling, yes, she's doing her, her
0: job.
5: Martha comes down with a duffel bag. Everything that she could possibly think might be
0: useful. Uh, Huxley gets out of the car and makes sure that Martha can, can carry it. Needs yeah, help. She's like, it's, Bob, it's almost but... as
3: big as she is. She looks like she's carrying a body. Got a toss in the trunk, mm-hmm. hop in the car, car goes zoom across town. Yeah. Pulls up in front of the house of the Fairchild Miles. Actually, uh. Is any, your parents, is your mom
1: home? Um, normally my mom would be home, but since the accident, she's got a part-time job at a local bakery so that she can donate the extra proceeds from our house income to the school. Mark works. Mark
3: works. <laughs> Mark works the most boring, wonderful, oh, boring, boring job. Very boring job. Um, but Lily, you know, she left you home alone yeah. knowing that, you know, we went through the locking procedures. Yes. Um, we make sure that everything is, you know, you know, you have the number where I'm going to be. I do, I do. And I'm um, just make. There's only like four numbers in my phone. Just make, make the best choices, please. But and you safe. Want- I
1: forgot safe. Always <laughs> safe. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
3: But yes, now the car is pulled up. Uh.
1: She's already on the stoop. She's been stoop kidding for as, as long as you said you she were coming to get her.
3: Um cool. Hop in, zoom away. We're cutting across town to uh, a familiar uh, trailer park where you mm-hmm. visited before and up to the home of Mr.
4: Chacamarcos. Chacamarcos. Yeah. Chacamarcos. Okay. Beep beep. Beep beep. Yeah. Cool. I assume we're wherever. What base you at? Yeah, what base are we at? I think we're. I think I think we're staying They're at, at first base him. right now, it's, right?
2: Well, I said I it's had my shirt off, so I base it at least
4: second base second, is second where we define this. Yeah,
2: I mean it's a it's a solid second go. base.
0: Uh, Huxley <laughs> holds up his head like, okay, hold on, mate. Before we knock, I've met Nico's dad. It is an experience. So we should uh, like, but he's usually in the garage. So I think Huxley's like looking at the garage like fairly in <gasps>
3: As you stare at that garage, um, you feel a kind of strange, uh, a tingle, like a little, almost like you, you licked a battery, but it's like your eye licked a battery. And you blink a few times, and you suddenly, your vision shifts, and it's like you're wearing the You can see through, the doorway of this garage, as if you can see, as if it's x-ray vision through, but also heat mapping. And you see two humanish shapes kind of piled or wrestling, or uh-huh. it's like one shape, that's but two
0: kind it's of like smooshed. Like hugging some drums.
3: Like two things kind of hugging a, a drum kit. It's kind of, it's very strange.
0: Uh, so Huxley holds up a hand real quick and then basically like does the, like, Michael J. Fox like drop the shades just for a second and then like back up, back down, back up, back down, is excited right. to learn that it is not the shades.
3: Yeah, no, and yeah, as you're, you know, you can kind of focus and you can kind of turn it off uh-huh. oh, and then yeah. turn it back on. <laughs> but yeah, your the power of the visor is now channeled
0: through your actual eyes. Right, okay, cool. Um, Are you Okay. Yeah, yeah, just a headache. Uh, listen, um, like I said, uh, Nico's dad is kind of an experience, uh, So I'm just going to go up there, and uh, Olive, you stay in the car with Martha. Absolutely, just okay, like for a second. But
1: take this, and she hands you her little lavender stick. Oh, headache.
0: Perfect, perfect for the headache, perfect. Thank you very much. And Huxley goes actually up to the garage, just in case and um, wraps out the drum beat for the song that he was practicing with Nico and uh, the Taki. The other person
5: you were teaching drums. And it. Taki,
0: just like <laughs> on the garage, more or
4: less. I hear the beat. That's, uh, that's our, that's our- Cue? Uh, thank you, yeah. It's your first drum lesson.
2: Hopefully it won't be my last. Let's go, I guess.
4: Yeah, all right, let's do it. Hey, we're in here. Give me a second. Yeah, Huxley runs
0: back to the to the car real quick and it's like, uh, good news. Uh, it looks like uh, we got the whole party. Uh, there was just a, they didn't hear us because they were practicing the drums.
5: Martha looks at you and then cuts a look immediately to Olive.
1: Olive's just sort of staring at the back of the chair.
4: <laughs> and uh, we come out of the garage. Okay. Hey, Nico, Nico really wants to have a band.
2: Yeah, Mel does definitely not hide the fact that she is disheveled.
0: I was wondering.
2: Nico
3: is always disheveled. Would you like to? Go ahead and roll that. Empathy issue. You tell me. I would it. OK.
5: Oh, oh
2: shit, Olive knows oh, so Al, oh, all Olive knows no. everything! Alright, oh, and no. I know what position, no. I know for how long! <laughs> Go ahead and
3: roll a deception or a subterfuge. I rolled a nat
1: 20 and she's not hiding it.
3: Oh,
2: you're not hiding yeah, no, it? No, I'm not, I said I was coming out disheveled. Okay. Yeah. Then, yes. Martha so, got like, so I'm proud of the things that I choose Martha to get, thank a, you very much. Martha got a 14. Go but, ahead. like,
1: I think I get more from Olive's face than,
2: than
1: <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, she, 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 Olive hadn't put it together when you said they're in there doing drums, blah, 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 she wasn't, she still was sort of, you know, spacey in her head, zoning out. And then it was just a quick look up, and it was like, oh, yeah, there's an Oh. Uh, and then it's just the full sink of just, like, oh, God, this day couldn't get weirder.
3: Uh, hey, Olive.
1: Hey,
3: okay, Martha. Hi.
4: Everybody in the car. And hey. we're, you Everybody two in the car. are in
3: the back seat with me. Because, oh, I mean, you got picked God. up first, so you're in the yes. front. yep. Climbing in on either right. side because whenever you get into a back seat, you come up on opposite sides. And so, yep. Nico and on I, one side. Could I could climb climb the, the mid- middle seat because I'm the, the youngest and get the middle seat. Ironically, you have the longest legs, so you're. Oh,
4: not Nico. Uh, hey, I, hey, what up?
5: I brought snacks. Oh, good thinking, but I, I'm very really hungry. Are your parents home yet, Huxley?
0: No, they're still out of town, so, uh, still got the run of the place, uh, so, um, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have anybody, uh, so Huxley, like, you floors it more or less, like, here we go.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the middle bit of... Episode 19, which is the beginning of Chapter 3!
0: Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for uh, all the support Mm -hmm. and the messages along the way, that rad cosplay.
3: Oh my goodness, that cosplay was so amazing. Um, yep, it was fantastic. Um, we're loving the art, we're loving the communiques. Um, we just love you guys. And we're glad that you uh, were happy to chill out while we prepped for what is gonna be the most exciting chapter yet. That wasn't hyperbole, I'm really fucking pumped. Um, we are part of the amazing Nerds NerdsGiving uh, charity drive for the Treasure Trevor Project trevor project is a treasure yes um through nerdsmith um after just a few freaking days you guys you have raised over five hundred dollars for the trevor project just blowing our socks back blowing our socks
0: back and our hair
3: up and off
0: i'm gonna keep mine that looks awesome that's very fair, it looks really good today, but... But you guys really, seriously, came through in a big way already. We have hit our first goal, yeah. which I was thinking might be our only goal, but I'm super excited to announce that we'll probably expand it a little bit because we're gonna add some more stuff to the kitty. The
3: train keeps a rolling all night long. That is what they say. Um, So yeah, $500 was our first goal, uh, but we're passing it. But we want to give a quick shout out to um, all of you all who helped us reach this goal. So uh, in no particular order, let's give a shout out to Brian
0: Brian Handy, Katrina Newman, Deborah Chakamati. Thanks so much, Debbie. Edmund Lurie. Allison Kelly. Great last name. Joel Bradshaw. Jen Marker, always high fives. Scott Maitland or Maitland? Oh, I'm so sorry, Scott. I, I like the variation, yeah. though. Hey, Anonymous, we're looking at you. Anonymous, I'm pretty sure you're awkward, Cassidy. Uh, so high five. Uh, Simon.
3: Tussing. tussing. Man, I want to try man. that again. Simon? Z- Simon Tusting. Yes, I love a good Z in a name. And Max, max
0: Beckman
3: Beck-
0: Uh Dude, thank you so much, not only for catching the typo, but for being an epic champion, my friend.
3: My goodness, we, wow, yeah, yeah, that is a... You are an epic. Max, we're Max, you in, yeah, brought this in. to the max. Yeah. And Christy Weir, thank you so much. Um, thank you all, it's just, like, really awesome. Obviously... I mean, money's tight for everyone in the universe, um, but that's partly why it's important to come together and do these kind of charity drives um, so we can get money um, from the people who can spare it to the people who really need it. Um, So we know it's tight, but we really genuinely appreciate it. The Trevor Project is an amazing organization and we're over the moon to support them. So thank you.
0: Yes, uh, the live episode, I'm going to give it a little, um, I found some plugins that are going to make it sound a little bit better, um, because we were all holding microphones in a live environment in the middle of a festival, I'm going to clean that up, it should be going out to everybody who's donated so far in the next day or two, Um, I know you've got a lot of Champions content coming your way all of a sudden, but...
3: uh, Oh no, not all this Champions content, what am I going to do?
0: I will be honest. I wanted you to hear the show before you heard the live episode, just because it'll be fun when it'll be more fun for you to fill in the pieces.
3: I know. I'm probably my 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 precious my goal here. Our goal here was I hope that you listen to this first half and you're like, what, what's going on? What are they talking about? Uh, And that you're hungry for it, not to, you know, juice more donations out of you, though, oh no, I'm so such a criminal, I'm encouraging you to donate money, but because it's just a really fun and unique um, storytelling mm-hmm. format. I love the kind of move forwards and hop backwards, you don't get to do that much.
0: So I just want to remind everybody who might have missed the announcement so far that yes, uh, we did a live episode, It we are releasing it exclusively for if, if you donate anything uh, to our drive, which is at dot. TheTrevorProject.org/championscast. Um, we'll, we're we're going to send that. We're going to send that live recording from the Indiecade. It is not essential. Um, you are. You might be thinking you're missing stuff, but I can promise you, since we've gone pretty deep into Chapter Three in the play session so far, uh, all all does sort of get revealed. But you get a really fun, interesting perspective on it. There's a juice bar. Uh, There's some.
3: There's some gunk.
0: There's some gunk. If you have been missing the ultimate champion, yeah. uh, you might actually you might actually get a little uh, little fan service there as well.
3: And uh, hey, Jesse, can you just uh, cover your ears real fast?
0: Yeah. And he's not
3: entirely right. There's some stuff in there that they haven't quite started to figure out yet, but maybe you exciting champions, reserve champions, can listen. And maybe you can suss out the little clues and details that our real dum-dums of players have yet to put together.
0: I figured one of them out. Oh my god, he's back! I figured one of them out. Please (laughs) consider supporting the Trevor project.
3: Yes. This is not... Toss some
0: treasure at the Trevor project.
3: There you go. This is different than supporting your friend Trevor who I'm sure is a really nice dude but look, that guy works. He has his own money. You do not need to toss any cash his way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other rad things. Um, What's
0: what? There are some things that we've already noticed. There are some things that are a little bit different happening mm. to our champions. Very true. What um, happened? Why? Why are we playing a little differently now, Colin? What has changed? Now, that, as a result of the playtest feedback. Yeah.
3: Yes, with this version of things, um, we kind of did a solid reworking of pretty much everyone's special technique. Um, Berserker has been tweaked. Uh, the whip no longer does some goofy stuff. Now it's just primo good juice, um, as well as Mel's crossbow is no longer kind of a crazy gatling gun of arrows. Uh, it's now much more contained and focused. Uh, we have also given Gina replaced her previously completely unused uh, special move of dodge with a really interesting new special move called connect where she's actually able to roll an empathy check during combat as a social strike to turn enemies into friends which I'll be real is just the Gina, Gina De Vivo superpower so we just kind of made it text. Uh, we also did a little bit of uh, tweaking just kind of on the back end, making a few other things sing a little bit more. I raised the cost of power points to two rather than one because one was just too cheap. Um, but Boost.
0: We, we raised the cost of boost.
3: Boost. That's what I meant to say. Boost is now two points. And we also tried something kind of crazy, and that is leveling up. Oh my god, right? So uh, to evolve our players a little bit, they all got to spend one or add one extra point to their attributes, either taking a four to a five or taking a zero to wall one, um, just giving themselves a little bit more of a boost to um, show that they are getting a little bit more skilled with their powers. And then because this energy has been flowing through them and they've been using their suits so well, I gave them the option of being able to deploy one of their kind of uh, inherent suit abilities, we're talking like super speed, super strength, super eyesight or long distance communication uh, without deploying the suit. So if you notice, there's a few kind of wonky bits as their powers seem to be kind of malfunctioning. This is actually our champion's powers evolving and they're slowly figuring out what that means uh as am i as the gm because these upgrades might totally blow the system to pieces but
0: like any test we're gonna find out yeah i think that's all the news that's fit to print about the major changes
3: Mm -hmm, yeah um uh they are all talking animals now so that's a cool change
0: yeah we're gonna pivot to uh children's entertainment
3: Mm Mm-hmm. It's all song and dance, so expect the second half of this episode to be an entirely musical theater-based improv adventure. It's
0: going to be fucking PG from now on.
3: Super shitty hella PG. All right, good note to end on. Hey, Jesse, high five.
0: (laughs) Woo! Welcome back, everybody.
3: And have yourselves an adventure.
4: So wait, um just just so I'm clear, cause like, you know, we obviously didn't get um the drums were really loud. Uh so we didn't hear the calls. But uh
5: Yeah we know You all we- had
4: the same dream?
2: Yeah. The angel, the Esmond. I would have picked up a severed head and took it into a flower shop. I put it in the freezer so that
1: I could probably properly bury it.
2: Right this Sure
5: turn around and like, kinda like, she's gonna really
1: mom <laughs> Mom touched my very squished knee. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna
5: like look at your eyes and it's like, we're gonna get him back.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't been able to contact him through the other side, so there's a really good chance that he's still with head.
4: Are you talking about Esmond Chong? Yeah,
1: of yeah.
4: course. We want Esmond Chong back?
1: He's still a person. Yeah. He's
5: human.
4: Right sh- sh- sure.
1: He's a creep. Hit on my sister, I could give a shit. That doesn't mean he deserves to die.
2: Hey. Who said he's gonna die? So it was a dream. Huxley. Oh,
1: Dreams had. mean a lot, and that's when <laughs> Rollo starts taking all the books and she's like slamming oh, oh, them in oh, everyone's oh, lap.
4: Okay. The okay. The yeah, yeah, exactly. this <laughs> like, yeah, starts coming out. Oh, right yeah. um. Hey, time out, time
0: out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Like, goddamn it, I hate to be the dad. Um, <laughs> like, but uh, okay. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh. Nobody talk to each other just yet about the dream anymore. Spend all your time thinking about what you experienced and don't let anybody else's experience like get in the way of that right now. Everybody like, we're just gonna like drive in silence and think about the dream until we get back to my place. And then everybody is gonna write down what happened to them and we're gonna put it together. And damn it, why do I sound like Martha?
1: Are you crying? (laughs) No, I'm fine. What? What's so funny?
4: Martha.
2: <laughs> uh, sorry. She's finally lost it. I knew it was coming.
4: I'm just sorry. You want to explain the joke?
2: No, it can't be wound that tight without eventually going insane. Are you making fun of me? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was just
0: funny. As the car parks and you're all going into. Huxley's estate. You know, it's a big, it's not, it's not outrageous. I just want to point out, it's not like Richie Rich or anything like that, but it's a big house.
3: Big house.
5: Big
0: Spalling house. Dude, you house. described it yeah. as there were two fridges. There are two fridges.
3: It's, big kitchen. That's an estate. That's yeah. a mansion. Huxley works you through the, right. you're right. He's, there's a certain amount of sheepishness. Um, as he moves fast. you, yeah, he moves you through this space specifically oh, back through the place into the rec room, which as he described earlier, he has basically converted into a war room.
2: Hux, dude, you could throw a dope ass house party in here. Your fucking
0: social standing would shoot through the roof. Huxley basically like touches the place where he got punched and is like, I know, I was trying.
4: Yeah, but you know, knowing us, it would totally get crushed by aliens.
2: Yeah. Hey, and Hux, you, you want to try again? Go through me.
4: All right, well, uh, God, I want nothing
0: more in life than for that to be the problem.
2: Hey, Hux, can I use this wall?
0: Um,
1: I imagine there's one picture on it that I want to remove.
0: <laughs> Huxley thinks about it for a really long moment. Ah, um, oh, fuck, I actually have to roll for this. Look at okay. all
4: Look back to the wall. It's at all back to the
0: wall. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, and she very gently takes the picture down and starts reassembling her Obsessive criminal wall.
3: Okay, God, no.
5: so fucking hot. And as Olive <laughs> starts
3: unraveling her murderer's wall, which yeah. everyone notices, like, for a murderer's wall, like, all the yarn is like rainbow yarn. <laughs> oh, I brought <laughs> the and comics. There are. Perfect. The- I- I'm retconning that. I brought the comics. Now, Somebody yeah, yeah, to bring right. the wall. Yeah, I yeah. brought the comics. And there's like little, and every one of the little thumbtacks has like little flowers on it. It's a very, it's a precious, wonderful murder wall, but. Yes, you see that Olive came prepared. Yep. She
0: brought receipts. Huxley rolls the uh, the ping pong table out and is like, "Okay, cool." Uh, anybody else who wants to put clues on the wall, like, I guess, grab a surface.
5: Put <laughs> 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 a whole back hands out. But Martha like stops to look at your comic book collection and she like goes over, picks up Lucifer, looks at you, like nods, and she kind of tosses it back and she goes. That's the only kind of devil I like, and then um, starts keeps shaking out her bag.
3: Now Martha's wall starts going up, and it's much more. It's all printouts. It's, it's you know handwritten notes. It's um, compared to.
5: But actually, one thing you notice, Olive, is there's mm-hmm. like as she's putting it up. There's a whole section about Houndstooth. There's a whole section about Bumblebee Ridge, which yeah. kind of matches with the words. But then she starts putting up essentially a whole occult
2: section. <gasps> oh, cause cult.
5: Um, that and that is all about ley lines and specifically highlighting um, a place where a lot of rituals happen and the the instance the fact that Beach Bay has a high instances mm-hmm. of group occult meetings and she's it's clear that this is
1: all pretty new research okay at the walls I have been piling the books under the corresponding like wall patch mm-hmm. um so the and like one- she's like falling right into your system like oh, she's yeah. like kind of like re- you're rearranging and moving around and, and yeah. I just yeah. place the one book
2: on it's actually, alternate this, like, a religions I have it's actually this beautiful scene
3: where she sees your mind and she starts to like remap it and <laughs> then, like and, and Olive is like tall she's doing the high stuff and then you're short you're doing the low stuff and like I think like this is like the most in control and like
5: good
1: Martha's felt in a while. Like at this moment with you like doing this mind map is like this is the most in control and chaos out of control moment for
3: (laughs) now all of you notice one of the things that she She kind of one of some of her strings are coming over actually one of the the kind of you see some of the occult occurrences that yeah. she's like redlined and starred. Yeah. It's, uh, there's a group called, uh, you know, there's all these kind of different groups and you mm-hmm. actually, you, you notice some of them. Um, they're groups that your mom has been involved with. Oh, And she has a, you know, redlined like like occult danger. Like, you know, these are like possible terrorist organizations that hey. she's made. Oh, well, these is, are They're dangerous as far as your research has led us to know. This is
1: Jane's Teen night. And I'm pointing at seven o'clock Wednesdays. <laughs> Wait, you know this group? Yeah. This is one of my mom's baking friends. They go and have tea every two, every Wednesday. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff about it online.
0: Speaking like, of, oh, that reminds Huxley. Of oh, Huxley you mean like
1: dancing naked and all that stuff?
0: Huxley's checking his email.
1: Uh, yeah.
4: Yo, Martha, you shouldn't be so close-minded about the occult. And I, like, wave that issue of Lucifer back. Learn from the things you like. Now, are you, like, putting up your, put? are you like? Uh, What I'm doing is, like, I'm not, Nico doesn't think like that. What he's doing is he's opening up um, comics to relevant pages that have things that we recognize. So, like, there's a book where a bunch of rambunctious teenagers break out to the other side of a moon wall, and there's a bunch of spaceships there, and it looks a lot like the spaceships that we saw with the moon, and so I have that comic there, and yeah, then I've got the, like- You
3: have the issue of X-Men, where Jean Grey goes all dark Phoenix on the dark, yep. on the blue side of the moon. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Mel doesn't do research, so she's just flopped onto the most comfy looking couch and is lying there and waiting.
0: Huxley tosses Mel a notebook and pen and says, write down your dream.
2: Rolls your eyes at you super hard.
0: Huxley rolls him right back. And she starts I'm writing. writing. Uh, okay. Everybody do the same thing.
2: Yep.
3: And yep. slides out these notebooks. You all kind of start. I mean, like, like Martha already has hers typed up, but. Of
0: course. So what Huxley wants is for everybody to put their dreams up on the wall, like kind of like next to each other. And he's sort of like building a timeline.
3: Okay. As
5: Maybe you... we could like, like hit what we emphasize in our dream. Mm hmm. And
3: as you each rip, you know, he gathers the notebooks, rips the pages out. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say that, you know, Mel's is relatively terse, Olive's is probably pretty
0: effusive. But also, very
1: emotional and, and, and detailed, but in a different way of like, and then I felt like this happened. <laughs>
0: but also it has different stuff, so Huxley has taken those pieces yeah. of it and moved them like over like to this other sort of area that's like, while the other thing was happening, these two things are together. Right. Martha's yeah. big
5: emphasis is on, we failed and we destroyed the town and we didn't save Esmond. And they said we broke a rule. Like there's a big emphasis on everything that we did wrong and like the anything about the 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 you broke our laws is like underlined like a ton.
0: Huxley has like yeah done all that but it has also drawn um the face that we all saw for a second. You've captured some of its kind of angular
3: features but the details are there.
0: Well the other face too, the other one, the one that was behind it for a second.
3: That face that you noticed was kind of built out of a, another face that mm-hmm. was being turned inside out. So it's a pretty ugly. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So you've kind of collected this image of a pretty horrendous looking, neat face.
1: I like the lines. You have good technique. It's messy uh, and good.
0: Uh, it's just from copying comics and stuff. It's not. Huxley is standing in the middle of the room and looking at everybody's wall. And Huxley does not have a good plan for this, but uh, I want to see if I can have like kind of like a beautiful mind moment. What do you think wall that is? So I think that's wisdom empathy um, to sort of, I think, just sort of like, try to pull out from, just like, I think he, he, Huxley's looking for a, what do we do next? Mm-hmm. Um, or what does any of this mean now that we've put all this shit on a wall? Like the comic books, the the dream, the occult shit, the ley lines. And, and I'm gonna burn a philosopher, uh, uh, philosopher on, on this sort of like right here. Cause I think it's it's more about like, I feel like it's an empathic, th- or an, em- an empathic, thing for Huxley more than like tactics. So that is an eight. (laughs) I knew it was gonna fuck me over. So
3: as you're kind of looking at all this stuff, you're taking it all in, Um, there's a lot of questions that philosopher
2: in there
3: too? There's a a lot of questions that you you have. Um, There's clearly you know, some pieces seem to be assembled around Bumblebee Ridge. Clearly there was a the, the blinky light that, mm-hmm. or the energy signal that kind of, uh, that, that Martha was tracking and lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, between the comic books and the the occult, you know, the photocopies of occult nonsense and English folklore and, um, you know, old timey flower recipes for healing poultices, like it's a pretty huge, I mean, it basically looks like four teenagers got super panicked and anxious and then started throwing a <laughs> hodgepodge of, imagery up on a wall in a lot of interesting ways That's
0: anything at
4: at all this was a really good idea really smart
2: so i just kind of wanted to try the same thing in a different way though um like I said, like an, kind of like an idiot savant, where like she's just kind, of, Mel's just kind of like looking at stuff and like looking it over as everyone's cut their piles. So I just kind of want to see if like by sheer dumb luck, n- not like to solve the whole riddle, but just like clue. Fifteen. Okay, is
3: pretty good. You see that there is a lot of like, there's a lot of traces around Bumblebee Ridge, like a lot of ropes and strings and a lot of kind of walkways and paths. Um, but there's a spot near kind of the, the highest point by the ridge that is very conspicuously empty. It's like, it's weird that there's like so much bullshit going on everywhere and then there's a spot, okay. there's nothing.
2: Um. So there's a lot of stuff that you guys have put up here, right? Like there's a lot of like overwhelming options, s- connections. Yeah, but um, if you noticed up there um near bu- on Bumblebee Ridge there's just nothing isn't that kind of weird What that do is, you mean Well there are all these connections to like different parts of Bumblebee Ridge and different parts of other things but it's like to me I want, I looked at that because of what was missing Now Martha
3: oh. you know something actually about this spot That's That's the spot where all those people died. that's where the waterfall is.
4: Do you think they, like, took the paths away from it when people died on it, or...?
1: It's an interesting point. Uh, There's still definitely a path. I mean, it's man-made, but you can get there pretty safely. So here's how I see it. We've got a couple options.
5: Houndstooth. We still have a base. And look, if there's anything in our dreams to be believed, Finding out why they're here, why they're hiding behind the moon, why they took Esmond, wouldn't hurt to maybe understand a bit more about them. And if there's a crashed ship or whatever else the government's investigating over there, it'd be good to know. The second thing is following back on Esmond. He left those notes and was creeping on Olive for a reason, or at least there's no way it's not a coincidence that those two are related. Our third thing is Bumblebee Ridge. And this, you know, our inherent powers, icosigon Ley Lines.
4: There's no way the Ley Lines and the motivations for these, um, uh, these aliens aren't connected. I agree. So really, ultimately, it's one mystery. One uh, answer will lead us to another. Uh, we, if, just
5: have, we just gotta figure out which one we go tackle first. Of course. And if we should split up.
4: Well, Martha, I mean, you know my feeling on this. Um, I made it clear before uh, Well, Homecoming got us all swept away, but there's nothing stopping us from going to that base right now, except that it's dangerous. And as you pointed out, it puts us on the map. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's the kind of thing we can do right now without putting our parents and the people we love at risk.
5: I think it's something we would have to be super stealth. Some of us can do that better than others.
4: I've yet to see many of us do it well at all.
5: Well, Huxley, your raccoon's pretty quiet, actually, surprisingly. It's also, like, dozens of feet tall. But
2: it can...
0: It did blend in when I told it to blend in.
2: Right. My butterfly can't do that. You just called it an unnecessary risk, and now you're talking about how you're gonna do it?
4: If we want to do it stealthy, I'm just talking about the options. Yeah. I, I agree that it isn't our, our first priority.
5: Do you think Bumblebee Ridge then? Yes. But we should also be following up on Esmond
4: Chong. is we we're doing? That is what. That is why we go to Bumblebee Ridge. Anything that we do to investigate these aliens, we're investigating Esmond, because you see, over and over again, we all say it, and I walk around the, the room and I sort of point at, we all have the same phrase, which is uh, that thing about uh, he uh, he used our powers and broke our laws. Esmond Chong got into something. He's not our fault. He got into something, and then he got taken. We could have stopped it. I know why we might want to stop it. And I understand getting him back. If there's one thing, again, all these people agree on, right? It's when come when your friends tell you and you save the people when they need saving. But um, we didn't get him into this. He was messing with some shit.
1: He was following me. If something happened to him while he was on Bumblebee Ridge, it's because that's where I hike. But we've got time now, so Bumblebee Ridge.
4: <sighs> I think so. And I, I look over to Huxley. It's your murder wall, man. What do you think? Huxley's looking at. We have the notebook drawings
0: you stole. Those are up yes. there.
1: Uh, yes. You- not hit. Not the book, there are photocopies
3: now of just mm-hmm. the ones in the book that don't pertain to me. And Olive suddenly remembers the map, the photos of the map that she took. Yeah. And as you're looking- Hang on. <laughs> head down, visor on. If As you pull it up on your visors, mm-hmm. you're looking at the map and you realize the map that you have photos of matches mm-hmm. the map that's on the screen. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the circle and the trails that Esmond was leading to, the, the ranger station- mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, the ranger station. Is right smack dab in the middle of that empty spot.
1: We definitely have to go there. He has, he, um, he circled the ranger station and, and, you know, we were gonna, you know, we walked around, but, you know, not anything too intense because, you know, ranger station.
0: Huxley looks at Nico and says, you and I were on the ship. Like, remember, we got on that ship and we were looking at all that stuff? I've been meaning to ask you. The guys who busted up Homecoming, did they look like they came from that ship?
4: Uh, I'm gonna roll a logic check. Uh, It's a 14.
3: The ship was primarily made out of kind of an iridescent metal. And these guys were wearing more of like a white
4: ceramic. There, there's no design similarity. There
3: was no real design similarity between the
0: two of them. Take that for what you will. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think so, man. I, I think the same thing. Like, I don't I don't think these are the guys from the moon.
5: Are just two different sets of robots and aliens?
0: Well, if our dream's real, maybe they're. I don't know if they're aliens. Our power.
4: Or, I don't know if they're aliens. Our power. Oh fuck! And I run over to the um, to the uh, uh, table and I start like swiping through books. Um, okay, uh, t- tell me if you've heard this before. Um, a uh, an ancient uh, power uh, tides deep to the earth, and um, somebody they try to uh, they tried to crack into it, and um, uh, and and they end up making something that they don't understand, uh, and then uh, the world uh, it, like punishes for them. Uh, is this everything? And I pull up Hulk and I slam it down.
5: It's also Adam and
4: Eve. It's also uh, uh, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, kinda, and um, uh, Frankenstein, kinda, and I um, uh, pull up Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing? Same thing. Um guys ever here on Captain Planet?
5: Yeah, of course. What ours. are we
4: talking about? <laughs> our power. He didn't yeah. say that he punished Esmond because Esmond used the power of the Earth. He said he used our power. Right? They're not aliens. They're from here. They're of here, maybe. They're they're fucking swamp thing, not fucking scrolls.
5: Why are they behind the moon then?
4: They're not. That's what the moon. he's saying. They're not the same as the ones behind the moon. The ones behind the moon, when they attack us, they attack us with giant dragons, and they attack us with tripods. Uh, they attack us with uh, robots. Uh, they don't attack us with um, uh, faces at prom. They attack us with
2: or uh, those were. Human beings? No.
4: They're like. I'm only
3: bringing it up because. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me that a species of human that no one has ever met before has suddenly decided to?
4: I'm just. I'm just looking at the evidence. That's all I know. All I'm saying
0: is <sighs> the only reason I brought it up even was. This is either going to be a. This is either going to be a worse <laughs> fight. Than the other fights, or it's not going to be a fight at all. But we should not go in, assuming that this is a thing that, a thing that we just fight.
1: I but think- but but that's that. I mean, what about what about that website? The one the one that you asked the question before. If they've been on Earth, there's no way no human ever has maybe seen one. Maybe there's some ancient pictures or or um, sightings that people think are crackpots. You know, I've
2: tried to look down Icosagon's history, and I mean, it's what they blank. Like? did they look like? They
4: were... They were uh, this, is
2: a lot of, this is a lot of talking and guessing and whatever. Why don't we actually go fucking do something? We could, we could stand here all day giving theories and what ifs and maybe this, but I don't see how that helps unless we actually go find something.
4: I just wanna know what we're so fighting.
2: Do you wanna go? We're that not gonna know.
4: You don't play a song until you know the beat.
2: But Bumblebee Ridge, come on, we don't have
5: that much time and Olive's mom's gonna be home soon. At this point, Mel's right, we're not gonna like, get any farther looking at this.
4: All right, just. What did you just
5: say? Yeah, when you try.
2: Sometimes no, you're right. No, what, it, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I never said you weren't right. This is the first time you've actually bothered to help.
5: And like Martha's gonna start walking towards the car. <laughs>
0: so, we'll ta- <laughs> so we'll take the car then. Excellent. And unless there's
3: any last uh, supplies or preparations,
4: I'm on my way. A- as everybody else is out, I'm gonna take a second and walk over to Olive.
3: Okay, she's uh, collecting
1: what she needs from the murder wall that she thinks will be helpful on this trip. Cool. I'm
4: acting real cool and picking up my comic books. I'm okay. Behind you. I'm not looking at you. Uh, good call on Bumblebee Ridge. Thanks. I uh. I got a weird question to ask you. Yeah, okay. Did um... Have you been hearing, like, I don't know, like, voices
1: in your head? What kind of voices? You mean like a conscience? Do you have someone talking to you?
4: No, like... No, like someone specific. And I kind of stop and I, like, half turn towards you. Uh, sh-
1: that gives her pause and she'll turn around and... Just give you a look of like. Tell me about it. What's going on?
4: Nothing is nothing. Is um. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think I heard uh, somebody in the next house over um, when like things were really quiet and it was kind of spooky, like a ghost. It's not. It's not a big deal. I just. Oh, earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to ask. It's not a. It doesn't matter. It's fine.
1: No, that's okay. I mean, uh, if you if you hear it again, let me know. Maybe we can work on that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Uh, I'll see you in the car.
1: Oh, um, hey, hey, wait.
4: Yeah?
1: Uh, and she goes to her backpack and she goes, um, I never got to give you my present.
4: Oh, right. Oh, yeah, right. From.
1: Yeah. That
4: was. That was awesome, by the way. Oh. What you did, that was amazing. I
1: mean, it was just dancing. Yeah. Um,
4: You haven't uh, been to enough public schools to know how not true that is. (laughs)
1: Um,
4: So what's, what...
1: She sort of rubs her hands down the front of her jeans um, and then opens the backpack. Um, uh, Close your eyes. Uh, Okay,
4: yeah, yeah, okay.
1: Um, And then you feel her hands on the lapel of your shirt. Um, Um... And then she goes, okay, you can open. And what you have pinned on you is um, an origami octopus made from uh, old X-Men comic page. And uh, there is an origami um, uh, fraxanella plant.
4: Um, what? Whoa!
1: I made everyone um, corsages for for homecoming. it's <sighs> it's a, a fraxinella plant. Um, they 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 can like spontaneously combust. They're, they're basically fire plants.
4: Oh whoa! Can it do it still? Am I gonna like blow up someday?
1: <laughs> no no that one's that one's just made out of paper.
4: Oh right.
1: So you I mean you could light it on fire, but then <laughs> it would be destroyed. No, but I won't do
4: that. <laughs> I won't do that. Until you tell me to do that, all right? <laughs> okay. Um, this is this is amazing. This is the coolest. This is the coolest thing. I I don't think anybody's ever made anything for me before. Really? I mean, my mom used to. It has it. it, it, it it's stupid. It's nothing.
1: What kind of stuff did your mom make?
4: She wrote songs.
1: Like your kind of songs?
4: No. <laughs> no. Not my kind of songs.
1: Do you know them? Was that too personal?
4: No, it's okay, yeah. Yeah, I know.
1: <sighs> Maybe you can play him from the same time.
4: That actually does get a little almost too personal and he like, okay. you can see him kinda like, that's, yeah, that's that- cool, but he kinda, he, it, that he's on the way to sort of turn out from it. But he he's he literally just won't stop looking at the at the shirt. He's like so into these. And he's just sort of walking back just being like. He's like not even looking <laughs> where he's going. He's just okay. looking at his jacket.
1: Olive just takes a really big breath because she feels like she kind of blew it then and goes to the car. <laughs> oh my god. The minute
5: you went to the Martha car, Martha
1: sees that pinned on Nico,
2: like it's like her face crumples. <laughs> Mel absolutely clocks it but kind of just glares at Olive and then slides into the middle seat in
3: nice. the back seat.
5: Yeah, no, like yeah. I don't, I don't know if anyone, knows, but Martha just sees it, and then she like
1: sees how happy you look, and then I think kind of like, well, if you look at Olive, she is back to blank face. She does not look happy. She looks
2: fine. Mel, do you see Martha's face? Uh, I rolled to see if I noticed. I rolled a three, so I'm gonna go with no. Okay. That I did not notice Martha's face.
0: So yeah, so actually, so Huxley. Um, Huxley got, gets in the car and sees um, sees Martha. Um, Huxley actually had a gift for Martha, not like anything real, but it's a, it's a tactical flashlight. Um, I thought this would go with the rest of uh, the rest of your gear bag more or less. Uh, but but like the minute he starts doing it, he sees that something's not cool with her. And uh, I think maybe incorrectly interprets.
5: She like picks up the flashlight and it like immediately like flips it cop style in her hands. She's like, yeah, this is useless. it got something heft to it. She's like, yeah. Thanks. And she like whips right back around and watches everyone pile into the car. Eyes squarely on Nico's chest.
4: Nico's eyes are there too. What's that? Oh, it's, um... It's a corsage. Olive made them for us uh, at the uh, homecoming. Uh, for, for Mel? Um,
1: yeah, sorry. I was gonna do it personally. I kind of wanted-
4: Oh yeah, shit, I'm sorry. Um, I shouldn't have. See, I, I, I blew it, I'm sorry. But look, they're <sighs> fucking awesome, right? I, yeah,
2: I mean, I, yeah. I could never
4: make something like that.
1: I can give you it now or, or, or later. Whichever one will be less embarrassing.
2: I want how about I, we just forget the last 30 seconds ever happened? And just keep going. Okay. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, Olive, just did, after a few minutes of, I guess, silence in the back seat, she, Olive, takes out a thing and she um, gently places it on, like, how how squished are we in the back? I imagine our like legs are all touching. Yeah. Okay, so she just sort of, gently like goes to set it on your like leg (laughs) because she probably knows that you wouldn't want to do this interaction publicly (laughs) it is a very shiny black uh, origami panther um, with a bellflower um, that is on a string so yours is a, a wrist wrap one
2: with a black shiny silk string, Mel has no emotional capacity to deal with <laughs> things like this. Um, so uh, she just um, like picks it up and looks at it, and um, is uh, just like, um, "Thanks. It looks like a lot of work." And instead, just like pulls it and uses it as a ponytail holder, and like puts it in her hair and ties her hair back with it, and then. Um, like very obviously stops looking at you and just looks out the window.
0: Champions of the Earth is created and DM'd by Colin Kelly and produced and audio designed by Jesse V Hill. Featured in the cast were Amanda Powers as Mel, Jackson Lansing as Nico, Gina DeVivo as Olive, Jesse V Hill as Huxley, and Marcy Campos as Martha. Our original theme music is by Stephen Gizzy. Champions of the Earth is proud to be part of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org to discover great podcasts, live streams, and join us on their Discord server. Thanks to everyone supporting the Trevor Project so far. You can join the team and get access to the Indicate Live Show by donating literally anything to Give. TheTrevorProject.org/championscast. Follow us at ChampionsCast on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Tumble us on Tumblr. The secret word is advocate.
4: Uh, I, I'm sorry, guys. We gotta jump it. I'm sorry.
5: What do you do? What do you mean jump it? You're gonna
4: do a wild jump. You're gonna kill I us all. I don't have a choice. Oh, I'm no, sorry. This
5: isn't good.
3: You know what happened last time?
4: If we're not. I gotta go. Sorry. Uh, Hold guys. on, guys. We're taking fire. Land is near a hospital. Hold on. Like what you hear? This is a small sample of the action and excitement that awaits you every Monday on the Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Download us on your favorite podcast app and join us for space opera, action, adventure, and lots and lots of console cleaning. Let the chaos begin.
3: Now we can be found as part of the NerdSmith Podcast
4: Network. Find us at nerdsmith.org.